Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Great to see you this morning. It's a blessing to be here. Uh, it's so good to have you uh, with us, and um, it's a blessing for me to do this. It's, uh, it's a strange situation we're all in, but uh, God is with us. Why don't we just pray before we uh, look at the word today? Father God, we want to thank you for your word that brings life. Lord God, I pray that today that your word would go out into homes right across. Lord, that you would make yourself known, that your glory would be seen in all the earth today, Lord God, and amidst all the chaos and all the worry and all the stress. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're looking back at uh, the book of James, and we're going to be looking, if you've got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be looking at James 3, verses 2 to 12. Okay, so while you're digging in that, I'm just going to uh, give you a, a short little story. Uh, I don't know whether, well, I'm sure you um, have been watching BBC News a lot and keeping up to date with all of the strange things across the world. Um, one of the things I keep coming across uh, on BBC iPlayer is a short clip. Uh, and it's a short clip that they drop in every now and again. It's really good. You might have seen it. It's two girls who are texting each other. One is on a bus and she's looking really uneasy and embarrassed. And the other, the other girl texting, is in the comfort of her own room, so she's relaxing on her bed. Now, the girl on the bus takes a selfie of herself, and uh, well, like you do with selfies, and um, she shows that she's got the most incredibly short fringe. And the girl in the bedroom sees this picture when she receives it and immediately starts to text a response with harsh and uh, hurtful words. And she's about to press send on her mobile. And then suddenly she stops and thinks, Ooh, you know, these words actually could make her feel even more self-conscious. Uh, and this isn't what she needs at the moment. So she goes back in her text and deletes these har harsh words and says, actually, hey, it's not too bad. So the clip goes on to show that due to this, this girl's caring response on this message, uh, to this bad, bad hair, hair day girl, uh, that actually this causes a, a, an effect right down. So this causes um, her to do something else, they're good to someone else, and then it passes down. And in the end of the clip, it shows a young guy who actually invents teleport, teleportation uh, because the whole chain of events has been altered. Message behind the clip? Think before you send hurtful messages online because they can alter many many lives. So we're starting to learn that words can be very powerful and they are coming from something as so small as the mouth and the tongue. This is what James has been talking about and this is what James is talking about in the verse today and I'm sure you've had maybe a harsh word spoken over you in the past um, and it hurts doesn't it and it can lodge in your heart and it can cause damage for even for years because we they seem to lodge right deep down and it's in this time of lockdown we can use our tongues in many different ways so we can use our tongues to build up or we can use our tongues to destroy the ones 
that we are living with. And we can do the same thing online too. We can do the same thing on Facebook or on Twitter. We can speak harshly to our wives. We can speak harshly to our children. You know, maybe if our, we lose our temper or our patience is short, we can lose our temper uh, with our husbands, our friends or colleagues at work. And many times these words seem to come out of us before we can even hold them. It's as if there's a spring, a source within us that pushes these things out. So we're going to read uh, from the, the, this, the letter of, that James wrote in James 3 and verses 2 to 12. I'll read it and it might come up. Um, the, uh, the superstar Tim McMaster might produce this. And it, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation, okay? So it might be slightly different from your version, but uh, I particularly like these words here. So let me read this to you. It says, Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is on fire by hell itself. Strong words. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and I particularly like the, the fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It's a restless and evil, full of de deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing comes pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out from both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you cannot draw fresh water from a salty spring. Wow. James, this is Victoria's favorite uh, book in the Bible. Um, I find it uh, real. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't mince his words, does he? I mean, he really hits it where it hurts. And he's talking about the tongue, the human tongue today. So James likens the tongue to a spark, okay? So in picture a spark that causes a huge fire. You know, it wasn't long ago that in Australia, there were some huge fires. We've forgotten about this right now, but this was devastating to the nation of Australia. This burnt through even to towns, um, devastated homes, even started to reach some cities. And then how incredible was it for poor Tim and Sonia, who had what seemingly was a dropped cigarette from a neighbor down at the bottom of their garden, which then just immediately started a fire which destroyed their fences, their fence posts. I mean, if you saw the video of it, it just ate up the entire part of their bottom of their garden. Frightening power. And yet James associates that power with the power of our tongue. Isn't that amazing? And yet it's such a small thing. 
It's a small part of our body. So why is it seemingly so easy for words like this to come from us? What is the problem? Well, he goes on to say in verse, doesn't he? I've just read it to you, but from verses 10 to 12. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble from both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So he says a salt water spring obviously will produce salt water, it's common sense. Olive trees will produce, if you were alive right now, if you're with me, you would say olives. And then, but he also says these key words, doesn't he? He uses the words brothers and sisters. So who is James talking to right now? He's not talking to everybody. He's talking to the believers in Christ. He's talking to the church, those who've come to know Jesus as their savior, which is very interesting. So he is associating even the power of this tongue with brothers and sisters. So he's saying this shouldn't be how can it be that praising praising god singing praise to god and loving jesus and then cursing our brothers and sisters comes from the same mouth he's explaining then he goes on to say it all depends on what is within us okay so apple tree roots if you know about nature i'm sure you do will ultimately ultimately produce apples okay and someone who's given their life to Jesus will begin to bless with, with words and actions just as Jesus did. How is the big question, okay? Well, when we give our life to Jesus, he promised to do something. Do you remember what he promised to do? He promised to send the Holy Spirit to live within us. He would be with us forever. What is the Holy Spirit's job? His, his Holy Spirit's job is to glorify the name of Jesus. So it, when he is in us, when we give our life to Christ, his job is to train us to be like Jesus. Not by us copying Jesus or doing our best to be like Jesus. But actually, because the Holy Spirit comes to live in our hearts, his power is deep down within us and we draw on that power deep within which actually then slowly changes us, including our speech. John goes on to talk about a similar subject as this, which I find possibly one of my favorite verses. And it's in John 15, verses 4 and 5. I'll read this to you. It says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Isn't that interesting? If you just remain in Christ, and we'll talk about what that is later, we will bear much fruit. And he goes on to say, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I, you know, this is a time of year where the trees are starting to come into leaf and they, the leaves are incredible. They just suddenly come out, don't they? Where are they coming from? Well, really, they're coming from the root, aren't they? Below the ground where the life is. And it's pushing the power up, which causes the green leaves and shoots to come out. It's a beautiful picture that Christ put into his creation. 
apart from me you can do nothing so for all for those of us who have given ourselves to jesus there is a spring with a capital s within us that we can draw upon i want to ask us are we drawing upon that stream that spring or are we still drawing out the same rubbish that we once did now I love the park that's opposite our house. It's called Sunnybrow Park. And um, I love to, well, once a month, um, it's not the cleanest park in the world. It's got um, an, well, an assortment of cans and, and Pringle tubs and, um, and bins, uh, motorbikes, and Tesco trolleys, of course, in that stream, which you know I find greatly upsetting because the ducks um, actually really seem to like that stream. You've got Deadale Park around the corner, which is far cleaner and bigger. And yet the ducks seem to hang out in my park, which, uh, you know, I don't quite understand, but you know, maybe they see it differently. But what I, do, I wanted, I like to do is to go down to that stream, go down to where it splits off. So the stream itself goes, splits into two. One stream by, bypasses where the ducks are and the other one fills the duck, the duck pond. Now, um, I go down there because basically the, the, the source that feeds into the duck pond gets clogged with all sorts of rubbish. So I go down into there and there's a little uh, inlet and I get a big stick and I start to clear the inlet of, of the duck pond. So basically, because the ducks are basically starting to run out of water, they're, they're walking around on mud and Pringle cans, and I feel really sorry for them. So I, I want some new life to come to them. So I get a stick into the inlet of that duck pond and clear it. And as I'm clearing it, the water starts to divert and fresh life starts to come to that pond. And it's so good. You can see suddenly the ducks are able to swim and do what they were created to do. And I reckon they start to quack more, you know, you know, <laughs> I can see Tim cringing, uh, but, but my humour. Um, but this is a picture, isn't it? It's a picture that we need fresh water. We need the Holy Spirit to come and wash through us. Uh, otherwise, we are drawing on the same rubbish that we always have. This is the reason Christ is here. Jesus said that whatever is in our hearts will come out. And we see this especially in stressful situations. If suddenly a car cuts in front of you, what comes out of your mouth sometimes? But Jesus said, whatever is in our hearts will come out. This is not to say we're suddenly made perfect when the Holy Spirit is within us, but once we allow Jesus to rule our hearts, we find our language gradually changes. It's a gradual process, just like that fresh water coming into that pond. So what are you as a believer drawing on today? Do your words bless and sometimes curse, just like James said? If you're a believer in Jesus, are you drawing on his life within? Or are you reverting to the default way to respond to your life and troubles? Especially at this time, when there's so much stress and pressure on us in these difficult days. How are we drawing life within us? Is it coming from ourselves or is it coming from Christ? This is a difference between death and life. So I want to ask a question for all of us. How can we more and more draw on this spring within us? Okay. So what I find helpful, and I've explained this to you before many, many months ago, but I, I, I find it very helpful to fill my day as much as possible with worship. 
So um, I, as I drive to my uh, workplace, I will put worship on. As I get into my worship, now this is uh, obviously different for me. I work on my own so I can do what I want, but I, I, I put on a preach uh, and then I put on some worship afterwards, which and I fill that my workplace with 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 the presence of the Lord and I try it as boring as it is doing what I do I make it lively by praising God at the same time so what can you do maybe uh, as you drive to your workplace maybe you cycle to your workplace maybe you could put your headphones in if it's safe and listen to a great preach or you could listen to worship and you will find as I'm sure you already do this but you will find that your day is different as you start it differently do you start it in stress and worry, or do you start it with lifting up the name of the Lord and saying, Lord, I give you this day, Lord God, have this day, fill this day, okay? Fill your heart with praise. Pray, try as, as busy as we might be, try and fit in specific times to pray. Then slowly but surely as i say this is called sanctification becoming more like christ in the work that he does in us but we will find it natural that his life comes out from us more and more now maybe you're listening to this and saying you've never made jesus the lord of your life maybe you're thinking yes harsh words do come from me but i will try harder next time but i want to tell you that's a, great, that's a great goal to have. But I'll tell you that all you end up doing is going back to what you once did. It's an interesting thing. I have a, um, I'm part of a running club and the, the coach he, um, tries to teach us to keep our arms as effective uh, in running as possible. So not out here, if you can see that. Um, actually, keeping close to your body as possible. But actually, it is incredibly difficult to train your body to do something that it's been doing for, for me for 40 years, um, and to train us to do something differently after such a long time. And so he, he, he says, look, if you keep on doing it, impress it on yourself, impress it on yourself, you will change. Well, as true as that might be for something like running, it's very difficult to, for us to change ourselves in the spirit. But when we have the Holy Spirit within us, his life rises up and changes us, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. So we need a change of the spring within. This is the only real way life can come. Jesus's life within our hearts. Now, if this is you today, if you've maybe never received the Holy Spirit into your heart, that spring which I've been talking about today, why not admit that to the, to the Lord? Why not admit that you've tried it your way long enough and you know deep down inside there is a problem? Agree with Jesus that you've completely missed the mark in loving him. See, Jesus died on the cross, not for his sin, as he, he was sinless. He died for us all and for you to have his life in you. Isn't that wonderful? This is what we're talking about today. This is how we can achieve what James is talking about. It's the only way. It's not by doing better and by um, reading our Bibles endlessly. No, it's about having Christ within us and then those things come forth. He wants to be one with us. He paid for our sin for the wrong and the punishment and the wrong and the punishment fell on him. He paid for our sin. He the innocent one became sin for us, so that us, the guilty ones, might become 
righteous in his sight. Isn't this wonderful? So this is good news when all around us is, is, is bad, bad news. You know, we're living in very, very dark days. And the beautiful thing is when we have the Holy Spirit within us, we can be a blessing wherever we go. I'm sure for, for those of us who work in hospitals in this particular church, you can be a blessing, and I'm sure you are being, you can be a blessing in your workplace, an amazing light in a tough place. Now you can become a blessing in a dark world, and this is what I want to become more and more, which is why I want to allow that spring to flow more and more from me. So if you, if you accept him today, he will send his Holy Spirit to live in you too, a spring of living water that will transform your life for his glory. I want to just pray just for a moment. Father God, we want to thank you for your truth, for your love, and how you have made salvation come to the human race, Lord. It's not by doing better. It's not by good works, Lord God. It is by your presence, your Holy Spirit being within us, Lord God, working out your life within us, making us, us more like you, Lord God, as we give you more space to rule and reign within us, Lord, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices right now. Your name might be lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen.